This is USA Takedown, the best guests, all the hot news and predictions on combat sports of wrestling and MMA with your host, the true American, Scott Casper. Connect with him now on social media and check out usatakedown.com. Now it's time for USA Takedown. Hello again, everybody. Barbarian Apparel proudly presents Battleskin's USA Takedown live from the Wild Rose Casino Studios in Des Moines, Iowa. Big show and tap for you this week as we make a return to the uh, COVID-ravaged country. Guests this week include Ed Giese, Andrew Gasber, Alyssa Lampy, Jay Murphy, and the legendary, the great one, Dan Gable. That's all on our program today, USA Takedown Radio, live from our studios in Des Moines at 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN, and streaming at usatakedown.com. Listen wherever you get your podcast to USA Takedown. It's where the legends live. And we are back. I like that. ESPN Radio, Scott Casper and Kira Jones pushing the buttons, making me sound halfway decent. Happy New Year to each and every one of you. Let's go to our very first guest. He's somebody that he, I have long admired. Not quite back to Fenton High School when he was wrestling for Hall of Famer Steve Weiss, but uh, it's Ed Giese. Good morning, Ed. How are you? I'm good, Steve. You know, I got to I gotta say this, Eddie. I, I'm uh, very excited about what you're here to talk about today, but you and I go back to overtime school. I knew of you before that, of course, Okay. You were one of those cats that lived at Foxcatcher. What, you were there for four or five years? Uh, actually, three and a half years. Three and a half I years. I was the last guy to move on the farm. Okay. And we all know what happened, of course. Um, and now the farm is a mere shadow of its former self. It's a beautiful piece of property, but now there's a whole lot of houses on it and, uh, and a whole lot of great memories, I'm sure. But uh, one memory stands out for many that what happened with uh the schultz brothers right well um everything that happened with dave pretty much dictated what what happened in my life yeah well you were an outstanding wrestler and now turns out you're a tremendous coach most of us know that but um you know having the pedigree that you have when you look at at the DuPont Open, the AAU Greco-Roman uh, performances that you've had. Wrestling, how many countries have you wrestled in around the world or coached in? Actually, I, I just, as I was putting my stuff away, I realized I had wrestled in over 40 countries. Oh, my. And And how many, like Couture, for example, Randy Couture speaks fluent German. Do you have a second language? No, I actually, I, I, I know a lot of Russian because my friend Dave Schultz was always on every trip I went there. Right. So he, every trip he would, he would try to get us to learn something. You know, one thing about a great wrestler is that uh, not only are you coachable, and that's a gableism, right? Is he coachable? Can he take coaching? Not only could you take coaching, you were improving your style every step of the way. And it um, it was not that long ago where you were invited to Budapest, Hungary for two weeks coaching Hungarian freestyle wrestlers. And a lot of folks out there were wondering what's going on. It was basically a job interview. Let's talk about that because 
quite frankly, that's just on the other side of it all, right? In terms of distance, that's a long way away from home. Yeah, no, it was 100% a job interview. And USA Wrestling actually facilitated the whole thing. And my good friend, Joe Russell, contacted me to try this situation. And I went there for two weeks, and I think, you know, obviously I'm, I'm leaving in a week worked out you've got to be very excited i know this uh is is absolutely one of the most beautiful parts of the world to uh visit but to live there um what is your obligation to them as far as living there in hungary uh you're going to be there and have committed for at least a year but uh, as far as living arrangements do they have all that taken care of for you (laughs) it's funny that you ask that because i (laughs) I actually sent a text out this morning earlier just to ask. I, I, I was kind of going there without knowing pretty much anything, and, and they're taking care of me. And the athletes are unbelievable. Uh, I'll be coaching at this academy, and my boss is actually an Olympic champion, Victor Lawrence. Now, when, it's a great situation. When you get to Hungary, what what? Here's the deal. Most of us have had goulash, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you get to Hungary, do you order Hungarian goulash? Well, any goulash you have actually had in the United States, yeah, is not real. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I had some with uh, with the the head of our federation and. It was unreal. I'm, I'm telling you, the food there is just <laughs> insane. I food, I'm not worried about. <laughs> right. Well, I can't imagine. I mean, how tall are you? You're you're what uh, five? Uh, I was seven? five foot four on a good day. Five four on a good day. Okay. And by the way, when you did have hair, you had great hair. Great head of blonde, blonde hair. I can't remember. Did, did you have a... How would a, you know that? How did you... <laughs> I tried to... Because <laughs> as far as, as we go back, I, I've always been bald as hell. <laughs> right, right, right. But de, you know, I look at all the pictures of you back then, and uh, man, the ladies must have been chasing you. But uh, great hair. Did you ever have a full-on mullet? Ac- <laughs> this is actually a great question. Because I did, I have a picture of it, and it was the first time I wrestled Valentin Giordano. So I, I wrestled, I mean, Valo is the greatest wrestler in the history of my weight class. And I wrestled him at Villanova University for Foxcatcher, because Dave talked me into it. I had no idea. I, I literally <laughs> asked Dave before the match, is this guy any good? He's all right. <laughs> I got fucking beaten down so bad, like sixteen to two or something like that. I didn't get well. I get it should have been attacking. Right. I, I just got pounded. I took him down the first and the last minute in the last time. You think about those paths that you've crossed and those that have crossed yours. 
Um, you mentioned Val. I mean, what a tremendous at- asset to our sport. But certain people like yourself actually get it. You know, when people talk about the, the human chess game that is the sport of wrestling, match by match, team assemblage, uh, competition assembly, when you put together a schedule, what does it take to peak a team? What does it take to peak an individual? Um, you were one of one of the guys that got to learn at the feet of one of the great ones in Dave Schultz, right? And yeah. that's what made you stronger, putting your faith, your belief, your will uh, into his hand and him guiding you as he did. And those that, you know, let's let's face it, you did very well in high school, and, and Coach Weiss, uh, Weiss, pardon me, is um, uh, the kind of guy or was the kind of guy anyway that encouraged you to four state championships. Uh, qualified for four state championship runs and, and you won what two state titles and placed fifth overall uh that's four stands at 172 in four years think about that who does that there are a lot of guys that you know they may be lights out in middle school and and um, you know early high school but when it gets to the senior year their bodies are changing so tremendously the challenge really lies within and between the two ears, how much of a, uh, I mean, that's, that's something you're going to be bringing. And I know the backstory on this, by the way, USA wrestling, Rich Bender, Joe Russell, uh, they don't recommend people lightly. They believe in what you have and hungry does as well. Hungry went to rich and said, Hey, we want to pattern our freestyle program after what you guys are doing in the United States, USA wrestling, right? That's pretty yeah. much, that's how are you going to get any better, uh, an attaboy than what the Hungarian, uh, uh, group has said, we want to have the best over here to coach our guys. I think that's uh, high praise indeed. Oh, it definitely is. You know, having Rich and Joe and, and Bill and those guys give me the, kind of go ahead even to even talk to these guys. Yeah. It's huge praise. I look at the, the, and by the way, we talked to Dan Russell as he's, uh, you know, heading up the wrestling effort in Jordan. Now we're talking about you going to Hungary. I'm, I, I feel like there's this great big sucking sound from everywhere else in the world, sucking all the great wrestling coaches out of, this, out of the United States. I know there are well, more than just a few, but the point is, it seems yeah. like everybody else is figuring out what it, uh, what it's been taking for us to get into the top two or three on a, uh, 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 on a regular basis. And we are there both men's and women's. I'm grateful for that. How about you? Well, Joe, Joe and I have a unique relationship because I coached him in college and he, he said at the end of our conversation, I hope you don't make them that good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, a lot of folks don't understand this. What this really does is put one of our guys on the ground in Budapest, right? And when we send people over to Europe or Eastern Europe, okay, the the Balkan states, uh, it's good to have a ground and a base and a friendly one at that where where our guys and gals can go over and compete and train on an international level. It's one thing to go to Colorado Springs or insert club here, anywhere in the United States. It's important to be able to go over and work out with and compete with these guys 
on the international level. Sure, they're going to learn from you, but you're also going to learn from them, or am I overselling that? No, and you talked to Rich, and, and that was the whole situation where Rich really wanted a, a base point, a place that they could go when they come overseas, right. they can train there. I mean, we have this, the, the place I'm going to be coaching at is literally the greatest wrestling facility in the world. As far as I know, I don't know any place that's nicer than this. We have six mats upstairs, three downstairs. It's, it's state of the art. Where It was built a year ago. Okay, so where does wrestling place in the hierarchy of sports in Hungary? And, and for example, in Iran, it's their number one sport, right? Same with Iraq and other countries, uh, Turkey, they love the wrestling. And and we yeah. do too, obviously. But I, 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 can't, I can't answer that because I, I really don't know, but I know it's very popular because, like I said, uh, their Olympic champion, Victor Lawrence, yeah who I met when I was there for the two weeks is now my boss. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> seen him since. You need an assistant. I want to send Kira Jones over to Budapest, Hungary with you to be your assistant, both taking care of all of your social needs and making sure that you eat correctly. What are your thoughts on that? Kira, do you want to go? Well, <laughs> I'd love to go to Hungary, yeah. but who's gonna who's gonna run the show if I'm gone? Hey, you get a point. So maybe <laughs> we put it off till next year when Angus yeah, resigns. No, no. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Scott couldn't do this without you. <laughs> you Gives me a year to learn. You're telling me at least enough Hungarian to get by. <laughs> well, I, I actually, to be honest with you, you, you'll never learn any Hungarian. It's just way too hard of a language to learn, even the people there to say it. So for the two weeks I was there, they're like, don't even think about learning how to speak this language. Well, that sounds just like a challenge. Try to teach. So one of, the, one of the things that they really love about having someone from America come over is their kids have to learn English in, in class. Their kids. Yeah. So either these kids learn how to speak English or they're never going to learn from me, you know. <laughs> but that's true. I think, I mean, English has become more of the universal language. Uh, at one point it was French, okay, and even a little bit of Portuguese, but French for sure. But English really has become the dominant language around the world if you must or look to compete on the world stage, you must have some English as your second language or even your primary language. Um, it wasn't always like that, but it surely is now. Okay. That's one of the, when, when our television show, the takedown TV show was on, uh, what 30, what was it? 86 million homes in 34 countries. It was on in English. Both the closed caption version was in English and, and the audio version was English as well. It was never a problem. I always thought it would be, but it wasn't. And uh, people would sit and watch and watch and watch in English. So I got to believe there's a lot of truth to what you're saying, and we like to speak truth to it. Um, I want to go back to Minnesota University or University of Minnesota. What what import, okay, 
did your time at North Dakota State or Minnesota or Northwestern uh, or even Foxcatcher, did, did all of it play an integral role in in helping to make you the coach you've become? Well, you know, I, I, I never really had a coach at Minnesota. Uh, Wally Johnson never wrestled. Then Jay Robinson, when he took over the job, I coached for him for a few years. He made a huge difference in my coaching. Well, it was night and day between Wally and Jay. Excuse me? It was night and day between Wally oh, and Jay. Jesus. Yeah. I think Jay Robinson, the best way to describe Jay Robinson is that he looked at it from a military standpoint, the rule of five, five fingers, five generals, five divisions, et cetera, et cetera. But Jay always broke things down in terms of how does this look on paper? Now let's look at it for real. Okay. Cause uh, he was, he was an unbelievable coach mm-hmm. and, and I just reveled in watching him do what he did. I think Jay made made uh, Dan Gable a better coach. And I think Dan Gable made Jay a much better coach as well. Agree or disagree? Oh, jeez. I, I agree 100%. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We're talking with Ed Gazy. He's going to be taking off on the 14th of January to uh, to Hungary. He's going to be coaching the freestyle wrestlers over there in Budapest. That'll be his uh, grounding and, and hopefully a great place for our athletes to visit, compete, and work at, work in, and work out at. And I'm very, I'm actually, I'm super excited for the Hungarians because there's no better coach out there that can do this. As a matter of fact, that's, it boiled down to basically the best guy for the job. And he's on our program this morning, starting things off on USA takedown. Um, are you still associated with Fox catcher wrestling organization? Well, I mean, there, there is no Fox catcher anymore. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still, very close friends with all my guys. How about Talk to Rob Calabrese quite yeah. a bit. Uh, I talked to Valentin Giordanoff not too long ago, which is, is kind of interesting considering he ended up getting the inheritance right. from DuPont. Uh, I talked to Nancy Schultz all the time. Good. She's one of uh, those she's, yeah, no, top she's door my people. Girlfriend. I love her. I love her too. I do. And you know what, Eddie, I'm, I want to do an interview with you six months into your job in Budapest. Okay. We'll do it live. That'd be great. I appreciate you taking the time to join us and purpose of you being on the show as many times fold, but I will tell you this at the end of the day, we appreciate what you're doing. We also appreciate the history on what you're doing it on. Uh, congratulations on an outstanding opportunity. Go over there and represent the United States in the best way you know know how, and that's to make those guys on Team Hungry better than they even knew they could be. Well done, and congratulations. Thank you, Scott. And my best friend growing up, Mitch Ta, said huh. hi. <laughs> I love Mitchell. <laughs> He's a very funny guy. He wanted to know if, if I wanted any dirt on you. I said, no, I, I, I got a whole no, bunch of that. He was, he was going to actually give you some dirt on me, but that was. I, I, you quashed that? Yeah, I quashed it yesterday. Well, they're going to quash us if I don't hit the break. God bless you, Eddie. I look forward to uh, talking to you soon. Safe journeys, my friend. All right, buddy. There Take we care. go. Ed Giese, he's heading to Hungary. We're going to head to break.
USA Takedown on ESPN. Stay tuned. More after this. All guests on USA Takedown appear on the Defense Soap Newsmaker Hotline. Joe Rogan said, that stuff is awesome. I just ordered a ton of it and use it every day. Defense Soap, it's what the pros use. All right, welcome back to the show. It was 11, let's see, 11 years ago, pushing 12 years ago, that our next guest literally uh, beat cancer. And um, anybody can do that, like my mom and my mother-in-law and my father-in-law, et cetera, et cetera, down the line. All the people that have that in them to beat cancer, I think is phenomenal. Our next guest has done just that. Um, It's okay. Can I call you Drew, Andrew? Yeah, do, absolutely. Do, do a lot of people call you Drew? Yeah, Drew, okay. Andrew. I just, I always refuse to go by Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Um, uh, Andrew Gasbert, yeah, it's just like my last name, only with a G. Uh, first time I saw it, I said, at some point, I'm going to have to have him on the show. Uh, first of all, welcome to USA Takedown, brother. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's great to talk to you. Content creator for Stalemates. Barbarian Apparel, you're a blogger. Um, Obviously, you have a background and a love for our sport, a background in it and a love for our sport. Talk to us a bit about that. How old were you when you got started and what propelled you forward? Because it wasn't necessarily an easy journey. Yes. So I started wrestling shortly after um, after I was diagnosed, you know, with cancer. I was diagnosed at age six and then they removed my eye at age eight um, from the retinoblastoma. And shortly after eight years old, I think I was about third grade, I started wrestling. Um, And I kind of, you know, my first practice, I I didn't really know. I think I thought it really was like the WWE when I first started. I wasn't, (laughs) I was kind of like blown away. I didn't know what what to really expect. I didn't know what the practice was going to be like. Uh, so the first year I stuck it out, took my, uh, my bruises and, uh, got my butt kicked a lot. And then I kind of started to fall in love with the sport, probably my second, third year in. And I just started wrestling year round. I started doing freestyle, I think like fourth or fifth grade. So is it, is the uh, first year for a young athlete first year in this sport or for that matter, any sport, is that the, uh, the hardest year to get through and to come out the other side with some kind of a positive uh, opinion of the sport that they're competing in. Yeah, I think I think it's all about who who you like who you're around that first time in the room. If you're around good people, if you're around a good re- wrestling atmosphere, a community that's had you know some success on the mat, um, I think that makes the experience for a first year wrestler all that much more important. Uh, because they can see, they can see that there is something that they can get out of it. Uh, you know, whether it's tradition at like St. Edward High School or something like that. Um, you know, you see the trophies, you see, you see the brackets along the wall. I think it's all about the atmosphere that you know, wherever that first practice is, and uh, you know, along with the coaches too. It's you know, it's it's really uh, you know, the first impression is so important. I think. And, you know, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed being able to, you know, there aren't many other opportunities where you get to go and pretty much 
beat up another person when you're <laughs> when you're that when you're that age you know you, you've always you know you play on the playground but you don't get to you don't get to get hands-on like you do in the wrestling room so yeah because there's cameras everywhere okay so let's put that out of everybody's mind it's not gonna happen but in the old days uh there were there were some bad guys some bullies in the rooms and all they wanted to do is make themselves look bigger and better and really what they were doing is exposing their true self um, what we found wrestling doing, making a change in the fifties, sixties and seventies, uh, we saw, uh, the rise of what we call the better prepared or the well-trained athlete. And really for you, in terms of being well-trained, start, I think you really kicked into the high gear at St. Ed's. Talk to us about that. Yes. Yeah, so I was, you know, I was growing up wrestling, um, you know, those first few years I, I did the freestyle and things like that. And, I just remember always being, um, you know, my father opening up the newspaper every year and Mark, wow, you know, already, they've already the tournament, they, uh, another state title and the tournament's not even over, but that's just because we, you know, they had so many guys in, in the console, you know, with the, either in the consolation or, or going for first and second, it was already wrapped up. And I just remember being enamored with, uh, being at a tournament and seeing like, uh, you know, Ryan Bertine, uh, Mike Kozicki, Mark Mose, Ryan Lang, those guys and being like, Oh my gosh, that's, <laughs> I want to, I want to be like those guys one day. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so I, I, my parents got me involved with, uh, you know, traveling more with wrestling. And I ended up wrestling for, you know, St. Edward's feeder program, West shore with guy Seiko and his son, Gus, we grew up wrestling together. And, uh, you know, sure enough, I found myself over at St. Edward High School, and uh, my freshman year, I was behind uh, Lance Palmer, <laughs> four-time All-American at Ohio State, Yeah, and he kind of took me under his wing, and, uh, you know, I, I got a lot of gold team matches just my freshman year because, you know, Lance wanted to show me the ropes and have me ready to go that following year to start my sophomore year at St. Ed's, and the rest was... Um, you know, it was a lot of fun. I ended up placing for them my sophomore year. I took fifth, and I placed at Fargo and Freestyle and Greco that year. And we also we beat Blair Academy for a national title, which was uh, it's the last national title that St. Edward has won was 2007. Proud to say I was on that team. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I didn't end up graduating from St. Edward High School. I graduated from my hometown of Madison uh, to some unforeseen uh, circumstances, you know, with – you know, not having a car to make it back and forth. I got in a car accident back in, you know, going into my junior year of high school. And uh, there were some other things. But, you know, to this day, I still go over to St. Edward High School. I actually went there and filmed the, the St. Ignatius, St. Edward uh, Crosstown Rivalry Duel. And, you know, it, even though I may not have graduated from there, I'm, I'm treated like alumni. Uh, you know, I was invited to alumni night. And, it's you know, they treat me like family. And there really is... I consider St. Edward like, like family, you know, and coach Urbis, you know, I mean, they, they're, they're, it's harder to, you can't find a better human being than, than coach Greg Urbis and John Heffernan. And I mean, it's just the, the list goes on over at St. Edward high school. And so that's what I, uh, I was enamored with that from a small child. And I'm proud to say that I had the privilege of, you know, helping them win a national title. I'm not sure what Hef's mom and dad put in the cereal for those kids. But dude, I got to tell you, all the Heffernan kids are just top drawer. 
and uh, what what great coaches they've turned out to be. We're we're talking with Andrew Gasper. You can find him on LinkedIn. You can find him on uh, a variety of different websites. A lot of folks have told your story over the years, and we're grateful for the opportunity for, to have you on the program. Uh, there's one particular um, episode I think of Go Ohio Cass as G O H I O Cass. Uh, that you did October 15, that's the release date, uh, that I thought was uh, very apparent. I love that. Uh, But, you know, prior to that, the news out there was that, you know, you were a dangerous commodity on the mat. Did you feel that as a competitor? Yeah, I really, um, you know, wrestling uh, at St. Edward, I knew that, like, you know, even as a freshman, I may have been Lance's backup, but I didn't look at myself as a backup. I knew that, like, come time come ready I would be you know ready to wrestle against whoever it was um didn't matter you know from Blair from Graham and you know it was uh I think it was the week after Iron Man where I had taken sixth at Iron Man I lost to Shannon Man from Blair in the quarters and he ended up beating Ben Jordan for the finals where I uh we wrestled Graham and I ended up actually pinning Ben um which was a pretty big win for as far as major wins in my career right and um you know i i just i've never really counted myself out of a match you know ben was beating me um by a few points but it wasn't like i was really out of the match and you know i never i just i knew that i could pin whoever whenever i when the time came i was out you know wrestling the freestyle in greco i wasn't afraid to go for bigger moves um you know, I like I like to be uh, creative, creative as well as getting the crowd into it. I loved hearing the oohs and ahs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's just something I always I always knew that I had in the back back pocket there. Is if I was down, you know, whether it was five points, ten points, uh, cement mixer, headlock. Uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> I guess you could say dangerous, but yeah, that was just kind of my style of wrestling. I liked the big moves. Uh, I, I, I wanted to spend as least amount of time out there as possible. <laughs> so me, did, did, when you attended Notre Dame college in Ohio, um, yes. Notre Dame college was Frank there at the time, the head coach. Yeah. Frank Romano. And then, uh, Anthony Ralph, Anthony Ralph was who, uh, who recruited me and out of high school. Um, it was, you know, close, closer to home and they had just such a, a powerhouse of a program over there. Um, winning national titles at the NAI level for a while, and then they transitioned over to NCAA Division Two, and I figured, why not, you know, go over there to wrestle for you know Cleveland in my own backyard and uh, see what we could build over there. Uh, I ended up redshirting there as a freshman. Uh, Tom Strawn ended up winning a national title there at uh, my weight that year, and then I. Uh, I ended up transferring after my freshman year. I, I went to help start a program at Lake Erie College, mm-hmm. which is where I finished my college uh, wrestling career at. And, I, you know, at both schools, you know, they're only a, maybe 20 minutes apart from each other. But the rivalry there is pretty pretty close as far as rest, for wrestling. Uh, Lake Erie was a new school, and I felt, you know, like, hey, it, you know, we're here in Ohio still. We can still build. Um, just as tough as a program, you know, you bet. maybe not with all the accolades right away, but I wanted to be part of that. So I, you know, I helped them start their program and I mean, Lake Erie's off and running now they're having some success and, um, the Lake Erie storm. 
Yes. Yeah. Talking about bringing it. Andrew Gaspar, guest on the live line. He's a blogger, a contributor. He loves our sport. He's found a way to continue to contribute. And uh, for many of us, that, that's perhaps the ultimate goal, right? Is to continue to contribute to that, which has really given us a great foundation. Agree or disagree? Yeah. I, I mean, I completely agree. I, I, if there was uh, any way for, to keep me around the sport of wrestling um, immediately after college, you know, if I, I just didn't know the route, you know, I, I just knew that I had to get to work, make some money, make a living for myself. And, uh, you know, if I could, if I could have found this sooner, I would have, um, you know, because that wrestling is kind of what, uh, kept me in the loop as far as, uh, you know, just everyday life and having more, you know, like everybody's seeking for that, you know, happiness, you know, the perfect job, you know, unfortunately that just doesn't exist. And we learned that through wrestling, you know, you (laughs) learn through wrestling that you gotta, you gotta work through the tough times, but you know, when you've wrestled for so long, it's been a part of your life, and that's pretty much all you know. Um, it, it was it it was important for me to find my way back to the sport and in in an outlet that I could feel you know that I was contributing, and in an outlet that I was happy in, and, and, and so that's why con- I got the sport was contributing to you as well. It's a give and take. That's the important thing to know, I think, about wrestling and a lot of sports, really, but wrestling in particular is that it's a give and take. The more you put in, the more you get out in that order. You put in, you get out. And that's the greatest thing. If you leave yourself open to suggestion, to coaching, to teaching, to mentoring, all of this, if you, if you leave yourself open, man, it is a book waiting to be written. And you're gifting your knowledge and, and uh, apparent understanding of the Internet and all its very facets to great companies like our friends at Barbarian Apparel, Joshua, and and uh, his beautiful little girl. My goodness sakes, I love those pictures. He's constantly posting. You think he loves her or what? And then- I, I, that's an understatement. I think I'm pretty sure that uh, one of the one of the employees he was he had told Addison that he was getting her a uh, a stroller. I right. guess. Pink and one. he was post he posted on Facebook if someone could find a, a stroller from American Girl. And literally I got on Facebook last night when I got home <laughs> and someone had already went to Columbus and bought that stroller. <laughs> I know. Sorry. <laughs> We're not the only ones that appreciate this cute little kid. I love that. All right. <laughs> up against the clock. Uh, give me two people in your life, in your career that have uh, helped you attain or achieve and attain the position you're at now. And from, from this point on, we just continue to blast skyward. Who are those two people? I would say uh, I would say Greg Urbis, yep. and uh, you know the other one would be uh, my buddy Colin Palmer. Um, also, we wrestled together at St. Edward High School. Um, you know, kind of encouraged me to get back. You know, find a way to be back around the sport. And you know, Coach Urbis and I may have not have you know spoken for many years, but it was just the life lessons that he instilled in me as a kid that never were forgotten. And, one of the uh, best, one of the best. And, yeah. and the question I, I, I forgot to ask you earlier when you mentioned him, but Lance Palmer, did he ever yeah. take you home so you could uh, practice wrestling the bear? <laughs> That's funny. You ask that because, um, there were nights that, you know, um, 
I would stay at the Palmer household. And then when Lance was at college, um, I drove Colin and his younger brother, Jordan, to school. And so after practice was over, we would, um, <laughs> we would go over to the barn and we would, in fact, yes, we would feed, we would feed the bears every yeah. night after practice. And, uh, the coyotes, the foxes, like it, it wasn't just the bears. It was, a, it was a whole zoo over there. It's important to know if you're planning on wrestling a bear, A, make sure the bear has already eaten dinner, okay? B, yeah, yeah. make sure he has a snack and a treat. Then you can go and play around with him. But Yeah, I never did that, the any of the advice. wrestling with the bear. What did <laughs> you say, girl? Only the best advice yeah. on USA I Takedown. Think, I think it's if huge. You, if you ever find yourself... <laughs> about to wrestle a bear <laughs> if you ever get into that situation <laughs> i have a george animal steel story i can't tell on radio but it's about him wrestling a bear in a squared circle in a ring it's just precious story uh anyway hey listen andrew thank you so much uh it's it's a pleasure knowing you. where can people find you are you still in the car business no i'm not i'm no longer in the car business i started doing this um, whole time yeah, I started doing this full time. It was in uh, it was in May. I had left Amazon. Uh, my grandmother had passed away last winter. I took some time off with the family, and then I started the blog uh, as more of a hobby. And then uh, over the summer, I had an you know I did an article on uh, Buddy Dave Taylor, and uh, <laughs> he ended up winning a gold medal. And uh, you know, along with Ohio Athletic Committee, the Ohio Athletic Committee has been a huge help. Um, as far as promoting my, my work and my, my articles. And, um, you know, that's, that's kind of where it, it started becoming more of a full-time thing. And then I, I helped Josh a little bit out at Barbarian Apparel. Love it. I know the, the Ohio Athletic Committee Junior High State Tournament and districts are going to be coming up. He's going to be busy with that. So anyway, I can help him out with, with that on weekends. Um, you it. know, so yeah, it's, this is a full-time thing for me now. Uh, it's all about growing my, you know, my brand further along from where I started it a year ago and see what other doors we can open up with it. You know what? It wasn't just a, a great uh, high school or college wrestler, a three-time Fargo All-American. How about that? Andrew Gasper, <laughs> Drew Grid talk with you, brother, stayed in touch and keep up the great work for both barbarian and stalemates. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate you for having me on the show. And uh, if you guys are looking for the website, it is uh, Drew Blogs with a Z and then CLE for Cleveland dot WordPress dot com. There it is right there. Appreciate that, man. Have a great one. You're listening to ESPN Radio's 1350 out of Des Moines, Iowa, 1350 ESPN. Stay tuned. All guests on USA Takedown appear on the Defense Soap Newsmaker Hotline. Two-time world champion Terry Brand said, we use it in our showers and in our room. Defense Soap, it's what the pros use. All right, Kara Jones at the helm of the mothership as we go coast to coast, border to border, and all those ships that see it is USA Takedown on ESPN Radio. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Hey, want to welcome uh, our newest sponsor, Battleskins. And we're going to be talking with uh, Jay Murphy about Battleskin, who's all involved, the products that are available for you. But Battleskins USA Takedown is on the air. Next up on the program, is somebody who I just love watching her wrestle. And it turns out I like watching her coach as well. Recently been hired as a wrestling coach at Linfield University in Oregon is Alyssa Lampy. Alyssa, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm good and yourself? 
I'm good. Is it cold out there this morning in Oregon or what? It's a little chillier than it has been, um, but, yeah, it's not super cold. Do you get a lot of snow in Oregon, or does the Pacific Ocean have something to do with the weather patterns that inundate Washington and Oregon? It's pretty rare to get snow, I guess. Um, I've only been here a year, but uh, we got snow for Christmas. You got snow, and and we, we got nothing. We got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> we got 70 degrees is what we got. Yeah, it was a nice, that was the other side of the gift. Yeah, we did have a nice day. It was a nice day. We're talking with Alyssa Lampy, and uh, let me go through some of these accomplishments. Uh, as an accomplished amateur wrestler, uh, impressive list of credentials, including a four-time U.S. Open individual champion in 10, 13, 14, and 19, twice a bronze medalist in international competition in 12 and 13, kind of setting the stage for what we now see as this juggernaut of women's wrestling around the country. Now the opportunity to have an impact as a member of the coaching staff at Linfield University as women's wrestling continues to grow. It literally is part of the puzzle of putting men's wrestling back at universities like Linfield because Linfield did have wrestling at one time and their hire of, of uh, uh, Chad Hankey, okay, was really the signal indicator and he is one of those that said, hey, we've got to hire Alyssa. Um, first of all, how did that interview process go? And, uh, some people might think it's pretty difficult in this day and age, but the air up there is rare. Talk to us about that process. Um, so at first I wasn't even sure if I wanted to coach, um, and like, I, I don't have a bachelor's, so I couldn't be the head coach, but, um, the guy that was talking to it was kind of just like, we'll see, see if they raise enough money, you know, they might might be able to, you know, figure out something for you. Um, and so it took me a couple of weeks to really decide if I really wanted to do it. And then I ended up calling Chad and I told him, you know, if you still want me. And he was like, yeah, like, I'm super excited. Like, I'm still holding out for you. And so, I don't know, it kind of just took off from there. So You've been on the U.S. national team for six years to date. Will you remain in contention for a spot on the U.S. Olympic team in preparation for the 2024 Summer Games? I, I am taking it year by year, um, but I am committed to this year. So um, we'll just see how, you know, my body is it's held up really good for as long as I've been wrestling. So um, we'll just see what happens. When did you uh, know, how old were you when you knew that you were going to be a a, first of all, that you were going to love this sport. When did that bite? And then further, uh, obviously coaching comes into play as far as you getting better every day, every step of the way mm-hmm. on your journey. Talk to us about that. Uh, so I started when I was five. Um, I don't know when I fell in love with it, but I just wanted to keep going to practice. Um, and then, like, I lost a lot when I was younger. But, like, once I started winning... I think that's when I really was like, I want to, like, I, I love this. Um, and then as far as coaching, I never really had an interest in coaching. Like, I did some, uh, like, volunteers for, like, clubs um, in Colorado, but I never was like, oh, this is, like, a career that I want. Until um, 
when I came back in 2019, I was coached by Aaron Claudio. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was really like, I want to be a women's coach because I think representation is important and you know, it's good to have someone that looks like you that's helping you along and mentoring you and, you know, kind of thinks the way that you do as well. So, Would you say that it was Aaron who kind of, uh, you know, kick-started you? Because I like Aaron. She's a tremendous interview. But she's an also also turning out to be an outstanding coach. Your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she's she's a great coach. Uh, she it's funny to me because she kind of reminds me of male coaches. Mm-hmm. She's more tough that way, um, and then she's just a good technician and definitely knows what she's talking about. So there, and I think everybody coaches differently. It doesn't matter male or female to me. I believe mm-hmm. that every person has an ability uh, that wants to uh, and wants to become a coach, but has their own abilities and their own strengths and weaknesses. And, uh, you know, and quite frankly, that's what makes us people. That's what makes us human part of the human Mm -hmm. condition. But uh, when we look at you and your efforts as an athlete, I mean, outstanding wrestler at the U S open in 2013 and 2019, Look at the spread there between then and the 2019, between 13 and 19. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you take that and you and you start showing your experience by providing not just technical coaching, but leadership for Wisconsin and Wayland Baptist University team camps. I mean, mm-hmm. this is when you start getting hired, when you start getting noticed by other great coaches for that, which you are bringing to the mat, that's high praise indeed. Yeah, I agree. What is the intention, uh, and and what is Linfield seeking in hiring uh, uh, Chad, for example, and hiring you? Uh, are they seeking to become a powerhouse on and in the division, or what? I definitely think so. Um, I I don't think they would start a program and not expect it to be successful. Um, the the staff is, you know excited the vice president's like super excited he's doing everything he can to help us um so we have a lot of support there and it's only going to make us more successful as you have been in our sport you're one of those linchpins because there was women's wrestling then and now there's women's wrestling now and yeah. you look at you look at it's like an oreo cookie right both sides the the, the hard cookie and then the inside is where all this interesting stuff happened uh, both political, uh, the movement for women's wrestling at at the beginning was slow, and there were some brave people out there helping to make it happen. Okay, oh, yeah. but then all of a sudden, and I think you probably agree with this. What I noticed is that the more we talked about it, the faster the ball would roll and the bigger it would get. It's like a snowball effect. Um, yeah. But right now, we're seeing the fruit of that labor. The belief that we all put into it is now coming to fruition and that we're starting to see competitive women's programs around the country, not just in certain spots, but around the country. Mm -hmm. Were you at all surprised when the university of Iowa named Clarissa Chun as her, uh, or as their very first women's coach? Oh, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) I, I figured that they'd want a female coach. I think they're smart in doing that. Um, and, Obviously, Clarissa is like an awesome coach, so I, that was a that was a great hire for them. You know, you you, 
obviously that women would like a women's coach. You know, I brought that question up to Archie Randalls of Oklahoma City University, uh, you know, the, the home of the stars back when he was the, uh, the guy that brought men's and women's programs to, uh, to competition. Um, and I asked him, I said, is it important for a women's coach to be a woman? He says, absolutely not. But that was from his point of view. Would you disagree with that? I think it depends. I I wouldn't say, you know, that's a hard no or yes answer. I think um, there definitely needs to be more women's coaches. Coaching women. Um, does that mean all the male coaches coaching women should be pushed out? No, I don't believe that either. Um, I just think that there needs to be more representation and more options for women to choose if they want a male coach or a female coach. It's interesting. We now see in the NBA officials uh, and women are starting to rise to the top there as they should. We're seeing in pro wrestling, believe it or not. Okay. Recognition there, but also we're seeing it in the NFL. All of a sudden the boys clubs are going by the wayside and starting to welcome them in, welcome in these very talented women. And we're seeing it in wrestling as well. Hockey too. Um, it really, I yeah. guess I haven't mm-hmm. been paying attention. To hockey. Um, very recently, and I feel bad because I'm just bad at names anyway, but very recently, either either the NHL or the AHL, which is the step below, right. had their first female official. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And see, so this is all we've ever looked for, by the way, is a fair and equal treatment. That's it. Mm-hmm. Let me do what I do to the best of my ability, and if I rise above it and accept the challenge... And if I get chosen, you know, so be it. But it won't be for lack of trying. Let no person stand in the way of success of any individual, no matter the sex, male or female, doesn't matter. Alyssa Lampy, our guest, she's been hired as one of the great coaches now for the Linfield University, the reemerging Linfield University. Opportunity to work with uh, CSUB grad Chad Hankey is, uh, is an outstanding opportunity, I think. First of all, Chad got to learn from Stephen Neal, right? I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you ever, have you ever stood next to Stephen Neal, Alyssa? No. Okay. Stephen Neal would throw Brock Lesnar around like he's a rag doll. I mean, <laughs> Stephen's a big dude, three championship rings from uh, his time with the Patriots and uh, just an absolute stud on the wrestling mat. But he has maintained a position as one of the uh, support staff, as it were, for Cal State Bakersfield. But he, he just has so much respect for athletes and coaches out there. I think we could all learn something from him. And I think we could all learn something from you. You know, while you continue to look ahead toward the 2024 Summer Games, uh, you're exercising something that perhaps you, you said yourself you didn't think about coaching as a profession. But guess what? That's where you find yourself. And yeah. I'm, I'm so grateful that you have found yourself in that position. Me too. What's your family think about this? Ah, uh, they're excited. Um, and you know, my coaches. I, you know, I've kept in touch with my high school coach. You know, all these years, and you know, they're all excited about it too. And I think people are just very supportive of it. And hmm. I think I'm going to do a great job. So that's, <laughs> that helps me too. <laughs> that's the one thing you never ever want to do is challenge a woman. 
who's gone through the ranks and rigor around the world, clubs against clubs, countries against country, in wrestling. Never challenged them to do a great job in coaching. Because guess what? They're going to take all that they've learned and employ that in coaching uh, the young people in their charge. I love it. Alyssa, great talking with you. Congratulations. I'm looking forward to seeing what you and Hanky uh, put together, but a coach nonetheless at Linfield, one of the, uh, one of the greats current. Yeah, she's still current. And I'm looking forward to seeing what she brings to the table and to the mat for the 2024 summer games. Have a great rest of your day, kid. I appreciate you taking the time to join us. Of course. Thank you. And thank you for having me on. Great opportunity for for all of us to listen to what you've got to say. Uh, tremendous teacher. All right. We're running up against the top of the hour. How much time we have here? About 30 seconds? Okay. Uh, this portion of our program brought to you by our brand new sponsor, and that is uh, Battleskin. And if you're familiar with Battleskin, I'll just, let me just read this because I, I made it, I made the mistake of writing it down. <laughs> there are three easy steps to creating a solid battle plan against skin infections. Okay. Say what you want about COVID and coronavirus and all that stuff, right? Skin infections have been here for a long, long time, and we have a better understanding of how to deal with them. Battle skins, three easy steps include spray. Step one, step two is wipe. Step three is wash. Arm yourself with battle skin. UFC Hall of Famer Dan Henderson recommends every athlete apply battle skin before every workout, game, or match. The team at Battleskin will help pro athletes to beginners with correct products to form a protective barrier. In short, your Battleskin. More info at Battleskin.com or call 866-7-BATTLE. Again, Warriors, that's 866-7-BATTLE. Back after this. All right, Wind Magazine has Penn State as the new number one in both TPI and rankings, while the NWCA Division One Coaches Poll, both came out the fourth, by the way, has Iowa in the number one spot and Penn State number two. Here's the difference. Uh, I do believe that numbers generated prior to included Spencer Lee, okay, and we're projecting ahead as to what Iowa was going to do had a couple different weights. Now we have brands stepping out. Uh, it's, and I'm sure there's some capable, capable athletes at the university of Iowa ready to step up. I really do believe that. Okay. And, uh, prove them, prove themselves worthy of a spot as a starter. And it could be match to match, but number one, Iowa, number two, Penn state, or if you're at win magazine, the January 4th has Penn State moving ahead of Iowa in both win ranking categories. Okay? Rankings, you, you don't wrestle rankings. Okay? You wrestle each other. All right? You prove yourself each match. Okay? And by the way, the, the event I announced up in, at, at, in uh, Humboldt, Iowa, Iowa State versus uh, Purdue. Purdue came out house of fire won the, the first three matches. I'm wondering, oh my goodness sakes, both coaches went to school. There's a lot of pride on the line. But then Iowa State got their engine started. And it was just, that's what I think we need to see to have that, um, well, to, to be the deciding factor. We want to see who indeed will uh, compete and be number one on the way to a Big Ten championship. After all, that's it for the B Big Ten. 
And then after that, the NCAA is in Detroit. It's This is not an easy season by any stretch of the imagination because Arizona State, for example, was scheduled to travel and then welcome at Arizona State, Iowa State. And they've had to cancel, cancel, cancel. Uh, COVID is making, and every state's a little different, okay? Um, we recently saw the uh, uh, Midlands, the legendary Midlands Championship of which I've gratefully been a part of all these many years. Absolutely just Tim Sazeski and company were putting mats down on what was the Sears center, uh, out in Barrington. Uh, and he gets a phone call saying Midlands again, canceled all these wrestling coaches around the country. have got their teams all geared up, ready to make weight, ready to compete at the Midlands during a prestigious title. And again, and Tim will be on the show next week to talk about this because what we're looking at in some cases is politics ruling, okay, sports. Not just wrestling, but sports. Cornell was, it was terrible what happened to all the kids at Cornell because they got, they got the phone call that said wrestling and all sports at Cornell are now canceled for the balance of the year. According to who? Okay, according to who? Well, a lot of the Cornell wrestlers got on a plane, even though they had been canceled, and headed to Florida and wrestled safely and securely, and were able to do it as wrestling has since the very beginning, and that is to be mindful of each other and respectful of each other, get vaccinated, get your boosters. But it was, um, you know, I think a pretty strong signal that perhaps the state of Illinois needs to get out of athletics. <laughs> or at least telling athletes and coaches and administrators what to do. Seems that's being very counterproductive, very destructive. But again, that's my opinion. Hello again, everybody. It is USA Takedown on ESPN Radio. Scott Casper along with Kira Jones, 9 to 11 Central on Des Moines Sports Leader, 102 FM, 1350 ESPN, and streaming at com. First hour... Ed Giese, his trip to Hungary is coming up on the 14th. Alyssa, excuse me, Andrew or Drew Gasber, uh, well, well-known uh, blogger, uh, cat that we respect. His opinion matters, but he's also taking journalism to heart. I love what he does. Alyssa Lampe, the new assistant coach at uh, Linfield out in uh, uh, Oregon. But now we're going to go to the man that actually, you know, pulled the uh, pulled the trigger on her hire. Uh, you might remember him as a athlete at uh, Cal State Bakersfield. He joins us now. This is Chad Hankey. Coach, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning. Much like our friend Mark Cody was hired at Presbyterian to lead uh, collegiate wrestling at the university level, both men's and women's, while focusing as a coach on men's, You've been uh, hired to do exactly the same thing, at least from my estimation. Is that true? Yeah, pretty much. You know, it's um, it's pretty exciting right now. You know, it seemed like uh, for a while there, every year a program was getting cut. You know, wrestling was getting dropped left and right. So to have a university that has the full support and believes in our sport is just going to help our sport as a whole grow. So, um, yeah, they decided to pull the trigger and to add a men's and women's wrestling program at Linfield. Linfield actually had a men's program back in the 80s. Right. They cut it, brought it back. 
um, and they decided to add a women's program too, which I think is is phenomenal. So they uh, gave me the reins, and I'm doing the best I can. But you, you can understand that's a lot for anybody to take on. So my first uh, order of business was to find myself an assistant, and uh, boy, I found a good one. So I'm going to be happy with uh, the way things are going and the direction we're heading. So it's uh, it's exciting times. You know, you mentioned, and I agree, it is an exciting time. Um, the ups and downs, the travails of everything that happens at Fresno State. Well, Fresno State's president has, again, agreed to meet about the possibility of adding men's and women's wrestling back to the athletic offering at Fresno State. We saw what you know happened in the last go-round, and this seems to be a continuing story. But it's still encouraging that the West Coast has programs that can be reignited and can offer up opportunities for America's young people, or, or am I selling it? Uh, am I am I adding a little too much to that? No, I think you're right, and uh, I got to give a lot of credit to people that believe in our sport. You know, the president of the university at Linfield, uh, Miles Davis, and the athletic director Gary Kilgore. Um, without them and their leadership, you know, I don't know where I would be or where we would be. So, you know. With what we're doing right here at Linfield, hopefully that will snowball and other programs will start thinking about adding or bringing back cut wrestling too. Because, you know, at the end of the day, like, we're in this together. It's a great community, and we want wrestling to grow as a whole. When you have Linfield, you just have another op- another option, another opportunity to continue wrestling and to ultimately get a degree. So um, it's, that's enc- encouraging what you said about uh, Fresno. Fresno, right. Uh, yeah, and uh, it was kind of a raw deal. You know, my, my buddy Troy Steiner was the head coach down there, and um, I've known him. He obviously coached me at Oregon State. So um, uh, it's encouraging to hear that they're talking about bringing a program back because, you know, especially in California, man. I mean, that state's so big, and there's, there's some amazing wrestlers, you know, and having more options and more opportunities to, to stay home, stay in that state and wrestle, I think uh, that's good. You know, it's good for the sports, good for everybody. We're talking with Chad Anke. He's been hired to relaunch the collegiate programs at Linfield, including a women's program, the hire of Alyssa Lampy. I don't think anybody really saw it coming, but you know what? <laughs> we are applauding uh, both the effort that went into the hire, but when you actually pulled the trigger, this is a huge pickup, a huge hire for the university. What was, I mean, I can't remember, was it uh, mm, Kevin Dresser? When I was talking with Jamie Pollard, I said Kevin Dresser would be a great uh, replacement for Kevin Jackson. Uh, he would never leave Virginia Tech. I said, yeah, he would. <laughs> so, I mean, did you ever think that you would get somebody as qualified as Alyssa, as connected as you are, okay, yeah. as connected and, and, and respected? as You've got street cred a mile long. But did you ever yeah. think Alyssa Lampy with her credentials, and remaining active and in contention for a spot on the Olympic team would say yes to being a wrestling coach for you at Linfield. No, I never had a doubt. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> really, I learned a long time ago is, is you don't know unless you ask, right? right. So I got to give, obviously, you know a lot about Alyssa. She's an accomplished wrestler. She's a pioneer in the sport, right? So I got to give a lot of credit to her for making a commitment to me and the university. But also, I mean, the Oregon State coaches down there in Corvallis. They were right down the road from us. And um, uh, Chris Pendleton, Nate Engel, uh, Imar, and Mike Soya, those guys are doing great things. And 
Alyssa's out there training at the damn RTC. Um, and I was talking to them, you know, you know, use my connections and, and they suggested and, and, uh, got me in contact with Alyssa. We didn't really know each other too well beforehand. And like I said, you don't know unless you ask. And I went there and I talked to her about it and she seemed, uh, interested and, um, she's looking to transition into coaching as well as competing. So, um, I was like, Hey, you might as well do both right now. And, uh, he was on board. And like I said, you don't really know unless you ask. And that's kind of wrestling, you know, like you don't know if something's going to work if you don't try it. Right. So, um, I'm extremely fortunate and, and lucky to have her on board. And I know she's going to do great things. She's already, she's hit the ground running. She's mm-hmm. a machine, you know, she's balancing her training and coaching and recruiting. And she hasn't missed a beat. She's a quick learner. And uh, I couldn't be happier with that hire. As a wrestling announcer, I've, I've announced so many, uh, great females over the years. And then I start seeing them emerge as coaches, assistant and head coaches. And we saw, I think, was it Clarissa Chen was on a show on a Friday and she'd made me promise not to bring up anything about Iowa. And then Monday, the following Monday, she was named the head coach at the university of Iowa. Um, there are those sparkling moments in the sport. Uh, Linfield's hire of Alyssa, uh, Iowa's hire of Clarissa, et cetera, et cetera. The stage was set by the Sally Roberts and Trisha Saunders and, and greats from the past, Taylor Donalds, uh, that now we have a greater expectation, I think, of those that wrestled who will be staying around to coach that can. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think uh, we're seeing the sport evolve, and we're going along right there, there with it, is. it. You know, Women's wrestling is just skyrocketing right now, and the numbers keep getting bigger and bigger, and people, they're going to look at Alyssa and Clarissa, right? They're going to look at the pioneers of the sport, people that kind of paved the, you know, set the path. So, yeah. Uh, it's exciting. Uh, I think you're going to see more of these hires, you know, because it's a big part. It's a big, uh, it's going to really help men's wrestling as well. It goes both ways. You know, the sport can only grow. No, the I, whole, so. I, I seem to uh, have lost him. I've lost my microphone again. Okay. So I can't hear him. <laughs> I, I will say this. Anybody that, um, I go to work for Miles Davis in a heartbeat. Does he play the trumpet? I don't know. But he could <laughs> with a name like Miles Davis. Chad Hank has hey. been our guest. Uh, seven years of coaching experience as an accomplished amateur as well at Oregon State. And then uh, prior to that, Dayton High School. Collegiate coaching experience includes two years as an assistant coach at Cal State Bakersfield. And, I, and perhaps, I think perhaps all of that has, has built the reputation on the West Coast in terms of uh, – you know, the respect, that street cred we talk about, but it makes it a little easier to hit the ground running in terms of recruiting. And that's where all that effort right now is going to be uh, put into play. It's so important. I um, mean, you look back during this time at Cal State Bakersfield, you coached five NCAA qualifiers, three conference champs at American University, and tutored nine NCAA qualifiers there, including University Freestyle National Champion, Kasuna. Um and he's also spent time working at the senior level at the USA Regional Training Center and most recent coaching position as a volunteer at McMinnville High School. So he's done it. He's never stepped out of it. He's only charging ahead. What a great hire by this institution in Linfield 
And when you think about uh, them wanting to hire the best to put their best foot forward, I think Gary Kilgore, the director of athletics there, uh, said it best. We're hiring an excellent person to be our first head wrestling coach in many years. He's a great competitor and a coach. I'm paraphrasing here. He was well-connected on the West Coast, has great connections back East, and that's what it's going to take to recruit to the Northwest and from the West Coast is one thing, but to be able to recruit from the country to the Northwest is a completely different animal. But one guy has it in spades. The ability to do so is Chad Hankey. Chad, thank you so much for taking the time, brother. Look for them online, by the way. You can find out more about Linfield simply by Googling Linfield Athletics, and that's Oregon, by the way. We'll be back at the short time out. You're listening to USA Takedown on ESPN. All right, breaking news, and as much as it's not about athletics or wrestling in particular, MMA or boxing, sad news out of Hollywood, one of the last stars from the golden age of Hollywood, had a barrier-breaking career spanning more than seven decades, has died. He was 94 years old, was Sidney Portier, born in Miami in 1927, raised in the Bahamas, a tremendous career, if you think about it winning an Oscar for Best Actor for his performance in Lilies of the Field, some of the other major films, Raisin in the Sun, To Serve with Love, In the Heat of the Night, and Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. His career success has continued uh, as, he, as he became a director and uh, an affable director as well. Several films in the 80s uh, became an activist and an ambassador, okay? So we, while we mourn the loss of Betty White, okay, who's just short of her 100th birthday, Sidney Portier has died. The news out of Hollywood. All right, welcome back to the show. It is, got to get used to this because it's brand new for us today. It is Battleskins USA Takedown live from our Wild Rose Casino Studios in Des Moines, Iowa. We had Ed Gizian, Andrew Gasber, Alyssa Lampy. Next up is a buddy of mine. He lived in Des Moines for some time, well-versed in everything that happens in the Midwest, but now making his home in Southern Florida, where yesterday the temperature was 82 degrees while we were suffering with two degrees. He joins us now, does Jay Murphy. Good morning, Jay. How are you? Hola, what's happening? <laughs> you heard the news about Sidney Portier. You know, you, if they're out of the limelight, you wonder what has happened to these people. And then, right. Now you hear the news that he has died. Um, that's sad news to start the hour, but nonetheless, it is news. Scott, you can never be out of the limelight. No, no. I think, he, uh, you know, some people are comfortable with behind the scenes, that transition. And I don't know, you know, you look at the athletes out there that are obviously like Alyssa Lampy, who has really just absolutely blossomed into a great uh, wrestler, truly has. But now she's looking to spread her wings in as much as not competing. She still will be competing as a coach. She's going to be competing for the best athletes to come wrestle at Linfield up in Oregon. She's going to be competing uh, for, you know, honors within their division, within their class. And I think it's interesting to watch them spread their wings more so today than it was even 10 years ago because they were battling so much more than just each other 10 years ago. Um, you've been there as one of the top reps for, uh, Adidas in the country. Uh, if you don't own half the country, I would be surprised. 
you've done a remarkable job as as a, distri- a distribution rep and having your own distribution company. But now with this new company called Battleskin, talk to us about Battleskin, the formation. Where did the idea come from? No, I appreciate that. Um, we, we came up, okay, my co-founder is uh, uh, Coach Steve Glassie, who is runs the COC camps out in California. Uh, former collegiate coach, uh, high school coach. Um, they had an experience uh, with, with MRSA. And as everybody knows, MRSA, it's, it's something you don't think about Deadly. until you, until you think about. And, and he really studied the fact that, you know, what's the best product for that. And then he learned that the kids did not want to put on the grease, the goop, um, everything that's out there. They didn't want to feel that the moose almost like right. on the skin. So we, we, we were talking about it and we got a scientist from MD Anderson actually that put together a formula that's obviously it's known to uh, treat, but then it's um, also known to protect, and which is MRSA, ringworm, everything. But the main, our, our main product is the delivery system. It comes in an aerosol. We have an aerosol can that penetrates, and it comes on dry, okay? And it comes on dry, so you, you don't have that feeling. So when you go to a tournament, you feel protected. Um, this has a barrier that lasts that holds so you can go through a tournament and feel comfortable that you're not you know getting ringworm and then if you do for some reason you forgot to put it on this product treats it so it you put it on four times a day maybe three four a day four you know days and it's gone your your, your ringworm's gone uh your MRSA so it's it's fungal you know for you know gosh athlete's foot body rash uh anything it's, it's kind of an all-purpose uh product in fact we have a small can that women actually put in their purses and carry it for whatever reason, you know, doorknobs, toilet seats, anything like that. Right, right. Um, it's, it's just a handy all-purpose. Trainers use it for, the football trainers use it to clean, you know, wounds and wound care. So kind of a Swiss, Swiss Army knife. And you think about it, it doesn't end there right on the skin. If you think about going into a football locker room or a hockey locker room, the first thing that greets you is what? The smell. Okay. I mean, it's just, it's awful in some instances. Now we're starting, <laughs> now we're, what? We're, we're, we're talking about treating the problem before it becomes a problem. If you're battling fungal infections, bacterial infections, or viral infections, this is a product you need to take a look at. There's wonderful reviews about it. Go to battle-skin.com, battle-skin.com. You will be, um, well, I think pleasantly surprised at those that are endorsing this product, including great guys that have been there, done that, Ben Askren, Dan Anderson, the list goes on and on. But the idea is that these guys have been there, done that. They did not become the best of the best in their weight class or for the institutions they were wrestling in because they didn't take care of themselves. They did. They gave themselves every opportunity to get on the mat and to compete. The active ingredients in the product, and I've done my homework too, okay, are known to treat everything I'm talking about, the fungal, the bacterial, and the virus. And it's it's very simple. I think, would you agree with this, Jay, that Americans as a whole, and people around the world for that matter, are better prepared and more in tune with uh, talking about medical conditions and issues than ever before, or are we confused? 
No, no, exactly. There, well, I mean, <laughs> see all the above on that one. But, um, you know, we what we do, obviously with the COVID and everything, and, and our product is excellent for that. So we've been in, in, in really trying to battle not only the sport of wrestling, which is our passion and, and what started it, but we're, we're really trying to help the world out. And we've been busy doing that, and and the awareness of what you're just saying of keeping clean, keeping sanitized is is, is more important than ever. I like what you call the uh, antiseptic soap, the bars. I like that you call them bricks. Every, it, it's 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 a six ounce, yeah, like the military that that big six ounce brick they used to have. Yeah. It's a big big brick. It's a big square. Everybody should try at least a bar there. They're, they're, they're going to love it. There, there's, there's, there's no doubt. Um, in the, main, the, the main thing is though, is, is getting get the wrestling. I mean, that, that athlete, you could be the best and you name some great ones, but you could be the best guy, but you're coming in on a way in a tournament and you had ringworm, you could be the best, but you're, you're nobody. If you got ringworm, <laughs> you know, that's right. So it's, it's very, very, and you don't, you don't think about it until you have it. Nobody can shut down competition quicker than oneself through lack of preparation. Here's the deal. Uh, and coaches out there, if you're, if you're interested in keeping your athletes on the mat and in competition, I'm going to ask you to do one thing. Go to battle-skin.com and check out the kits. Talk to us about the packs. The packs are, are all inclusive, and it's a gift that keeps on giving, yeah? We, we have, um, yeah, in fact, we're just going to be putting it into our website now. We were selling these to coaches all systems we have a backpack it's a wrestling backpack backpack i think it's the best one out there it's you know on on a nine-year-old kid it's it's not as bit tall as the kid you know we shortened it we widened it and but it's antimicrobial fabric and it's not it's not treated it's it's into the fabric antimicrobial so your average bag has about 30 30 germs in it it's it's pretty bad when you, if you do a swab test to it but this being an antimicrobial is very very important so you have the bag and then we have what we call our spray wipe wash system, and you spray beforehand before before battle. Uh, you, you you use the wipes during it, keep things going. De- definitely do your hands. That's very very important because that's what's touching everything. And then you use our bar, bar soap, and you wash at the end. And and that system is what we're using to, to fight the battle against everything that's going on right now. Now this is a war, um, and it's a continuation uh, because. As skinborne disease does not just go away, we keep it at bay. We try to uh, keep ourselves as clean as possible for each other in competition. And that's one of the reasons why you see these wipes on the scores table. And during downtime, an athlete will reach over and grab one of the wipes and wipe the neck, wipe the arms, uh, the point of most contact, and keep themselves active, knowing that they're protecting themselves and their competition. I think that's generous, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. It, it, the wipes, our wipes are so important because they're just not alcohol wipes. Um, like we were saying before, it does form a barrier. It's very similar to our spray product. And it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to kill the MRSA. It's going to kill the ringworm. It's, it's going to kill the COVID. And it's going to protect you. I saw Ben Askren post um, that two of his athletes had skin issues just prior to Fargo, and they both used battle skin. It helped right. them heal significantly quicker than normal, which is important. Okay, you're not listen. It's not a hundred percent that you're going to be able to defeat this. It's going to creep in wherever it can. That's it's by design. It's what it does. 
No, but there's both, no doubt. Both these athletes that were uh, had skin issues uh, and were able to significantly heal quicker, uh, both were able to clear up their skin issues and compete at Fargo. That's the ultimate goal, right? It is. It is. And, and, and you know, when you come into weigh-ins in Fargo, you know, you, it, that's pretty quick to heal. <laughs> but, um, you know, you, you got your best shot of fighting it. You know, obviously the best is to keep to keep that going and keeping the maintenance of that throughout throughout the week, obviously, especially when you're coming into a tournament like a Fargo. You need an insurance policy. Yep. As, as anybody knows, anybody can get it, even if you haven't gotten it. If, you, if you're a wrestler, you, you've, you've probably gotten it before. Mm-hmm. And Jake and all his educational uh, background, I mean, one of the smartest guys in our sport is Jake Herbert. Not just an Olympic wrestler, but a great NCAA champion in his own right, Jake Herbert, when he was wrestling at Northwestern. He said, I've tried other products that work fine, but this one is certainly the best of them all. It brings efficiency to a new level of simplicity. That's the key right there to this working. It's simple to use. It's designed to be so. Doesn't take a lot of thought. You got three steps. This is perhaps one of the best endorsements of all is Jake Herbert in his uh, estimation about simplicity. Agree or disagree? Absolutely, absolutely. Jake's a fine example of a lot of people that, you know, especially when your kids, when you're coming into battle or yourself or you're coming in with the kids, I mean, it's, it's an insurance policy. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, we, you know, we talked about Dan Henderson a little bit ago. I mean, Dan's our partner. He absolutely loved the product, and he's a uh, – Dan is a – a believer in this yeah he is and i'd love to get him on a show in the next couple of weeks oh, love that. Scott. um but he's a partner of ours comes to our, our board meetings and he's just a great great guy but he's a big believer in this product well into his gyms and he uses it a uh, big time believer hendo I, I, by the way i'd like to go out to dinner with him uh just to listen to his memories and thoughts of competition but one of the things he cares about is the athletes he competes with. It's a, a fight is a fight. That doesn't mean you hate the guy, hate the gal. It doesn't mean that. But in fact, right. you know, you need to show respect for each other and yourself by keeping yourself clean and, and, and perfectly prepared. I don't care if you have a small gym in Decorah, Iowa, or maybe in Minneapolis on the outskirts of the Twin Cities. It doesn't matter. Maybe you got a big gym. And you've got a sales counter where you can put this product in the sales counter, okay, up for uh, for purchase to the general public. Now's the time to be as active and proactive as you possibly can with BattleSkin. BattleSkin online, battle-skin.com. You've been around this sport. As a matter of fact, some of your friends, guys like Randy Lewis, Mike uh, McClintock, and others, you know, when you come to town, it's a party. It's a happening. Uh, I, I don't know if this is intentional or not, but I like hanging out with you cats, even over a beer or two. It's right. it, it tr- truly, it's a lot of fun, but the stories you tell, uh, you've had a, a lifetime of experience in this sport with mat sales, shoes, and other athletic offerings. Uh, this has to be something you're doing with a great deal of passion. Would you agree? Well, absolutely. I mean, obviously, the sport of wrestling. I mean, the best thing about it is for the kids and 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 what they are, what what makes of them as they grow older. 
But no, you're, 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 you know, I always get excited. I always wonder who's going to be picking me up from the airport in Des Moines, <laughs> and, uh, where we go from there. <laughs> you're right on that spot. <laughs> I'm not even going to comment because I know some of the spots. Um, by the way, you can follow them on Twitter, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Instagram. And if you'd like to place an order, I encourage you to do so. They have an incredibly talented and informed team at Battleskin. Dial this number, 866-7-BATTLE. Again, 866-7-BATTLE. That's 866-722-8853. Consider yourself a warrior in the fight and make sure you are as well-equipped as possible. George Patton did not send his soldiers into battle without equipping them to the best uh, of his ability, making sure that they had the weapons they needed in order to uh, contest and to win every battle. That was his expectation. It was never about, well, can we break even? Okay. Jeez, God, that's a nice touch. <laughs> um, I, I, I do want, I do want to add that, that um, most, most sporting goods, uh, most wrestling dealer out, out there, uh, have have it available as well. Oh wow! So on a local level, um, if you want to get in, if you want to find your local dealer, you can sure call Battleskin as well, and we'll hook you up. We got great team buys um, on those bags. We give those packs out as teams. We put you know we put the school logo on it. Um, really team oriented. Talk to us about the packs because you mentioned a backpack. Is the and the backpack is that uh, impregnated? It it, it comes it comes in with. Um, the material, yeah, yeah, it, it comes. It comes with the embroidery of a battle skin, and then if you buy a certain amount, we'll put the embroider of the school on there. Uh, there's no doubt, or the, or you know, add the kid's name, what have you. Oh, cool! But, but it's the everybody that's had this bag absolutely loves it, and they feel protected because it antimicrobial. It's so part of our our DNA of everything we do. We try to make sure it has something in their protection. Our mat tape, which will be available again. In by NCAA's probably in the middle of March is is antimicrobial. So everything we do, if we have a product, we want to make sure that it's part of our DNA and it's going to help and be known to protect or treat the kid. I think that's terrific, and here's why. I've often thought this is to be. There's two problems for me. First of all, the kid who gets himself all cleaned up, ties his shoes, rolls his socks down, puts the band on, gets out there and competes. Well, at some point, kid goes into the bathroom, uses a urinal or a toilet. Guess what splashes? Okay, onto the shoes, onto the ankles. <laughs> yeah, okay. the shoe, it's very, very important. No, you're right. You're right. It's uh, and and we tell everybody when when you're done with the mat, you take those wipes and you get off that mat. You wipe your shoes, the bottom of your shoes as well. Right, and that's. That's key. You have to be knowledgeable and think outside the box. Everything that you touch, everything you wear is susceptible to the transfer and transmittance of uh, the variety of different types. You mentioned MRSA. You know, we lost Kevin Randleman, who I I, I just dearly loved. He was a great friend of ours. And uh, we lost him because of continuation of that which invaded his, uh, his lymph nodes. And um, it was a it was a terrible terrible blow to his family, obviously, but uh, to all of us in the sport, because he was one of the toughest cats ever, and um, and 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 it took his life. It really did. You know, as boring as this topic is, everybody should take this with passion, and and really think about themselves and their kids, especially as a mom looking at their their little Johnny. I mean, what what or, or little Susie, and and what 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 can they do? What type of game plan? can they have yeah. to keep 
to, to keep these kids um, ready for battle. And the 10- or 12-year-old perhaps may not be in a position to make the decision, so it does take a parent, a coach, an interested party to help these kids stay healthy. It's your opportunity to make a difference in their lives as well, short-term and long-term, battle-skin.com. Give them a call at 866-7-BATTLE. Again, that's 866-722-8853. Always people there, 72, uh, excuse me, 365 days a year, and make sure you know that they're going to take care of you. If you've got questions, they've got answers. If they don't have an answer, they're going to find that answer for you and get back to you. And it's a short drive from anywhere in the continental United States to Sarasota, Florida. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and when, it, when 82 degrees is waiting for you, coming out of one degree, man, I tell you what, you're making me jealous. When are you coming back to the mid-states? Um, you know what? It just, when I come, I, when I come, I go, I mean, I'm up in the cities next week, but I'm not back down in Iowa. Um, just, just, just running around. Not sure yet, Scott. All right. And what, what is your take? Uh, the Midlands obviously got canceled again, uh, in, in part because of the rules extended by the state of Illinois. Um, at some point do athletic directors stand up and say enough's enough? I mean, I mean that's a great question. I mean that that's a topic probably for your next guest. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> but, but no, no, no doubt. I mean that's something that they should do is is, is stand up. Um, you know, as you foresee coming into NCAA's, you know, you, you, you identify what state that's in, and kind of what their patterns been, and and obviously there's some very very important universities there. Hopefully, uh, they're doing exactly what you said. Amen. And and I think a lot of it's just showing. The prototype, the protocol of what what's going to be done, and, and I know there's stuff. There's a lot of things going on that, that people cannot control, but if you do everything you can control with, it, it gives you the best shot. There's no doubt. It's all about do not ignore that which you can control. Jay Murphy's been our guest. Jay, it's always good to talk to you, brother. Thank you so much. Right now, Scott. Thanks, buddy. All right, have a great one. There we goes. Jeff Murphy heading to the showers, no doubt, with a brick of battleskin in his hand. We'll take a quick time out on the other side. The great one joins us, Dan Gable. We'll talk Spencer Lee, Michael Kimmer, 72 for 72, and all that and more on USA Takedown and ESPN. Stay tuned. USA Takedown is brought to you by Barbarian Apparel and Kaldenberg's PBS Landscaping. Stay tuned. More USA Takedown after this short timeout. All right, when you think of the best of the best, you think of the names, and I'll roll through a few, but Dave Schultz, John Smith, Terry Brands, Gable Stevenson, Tom Brands, Cale Sanderson. But on that Mount Rushmore wrestling, the first name, the first head up there, in my estimation, I'm sure you would agree, is the legend, Dan Gable. He joins us now. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Hey, I'm good. You know, nice I asked you. Here. I asked you once, "Is it okay if I call you Coach?" <laughs> and I, he's, I can't remember your exact response. Was, yeah, as, as long as I coached you. <laughs> in well, many, in many ways, actually, you've been coaching me all my life. Yeah, actually, uh, when you kind of introduced me there, uh, one of the things that really has made the difference between me as an athlete. And a lot of these people that are doing really well 
is the fact that my profession was coaching of wrestling. Mm-hmm. So I wrestled for, you know, you wrestled for uh, 10 years between high school and college and then Olympic competition. And a lot of them go further than that nowadays because they can make a living off the wrestling. But, but, but when I was actually being the wrestler, I couldn't go on and coach wrestling as a profession mm-hmm. and, uh, and still be able to go back and compete if I wanted. So it's like, uh, it's kind of weird, but that was it's outlawed a long time ago, a couple of years after I got out of being a wrestler. But so, but for me, it's, you know, not just 10 years of wrestling or 12 years of wrestling. It was another 25 years of pretty much being a coach head coach, 21 years, assistant coach, four years. So, and then after that, it's been promotion, you know, whether you put out tapes, books, I mean, you can't believe how many coaches are showing their kids, uh, skills and techniques. And, uh, they take home, uh, these DVDs and and they watch that kind of stuff. So the difference is it's been a longevity for me. It's a lifetime and I've really been there. And uh, even though, you know, people come in and they win a world title, they win an Olympic title, uh, they don't stay with the sport totally. A lot of them go in different directions. Right. And because I've been there for year in and year out, and it's not changing, I'm talking to you today, and it's mostly talking about wrestling. Uh, you know, it's it's longevity uh and i just i don't go away i guess <laughs> you know you don't <laughs> you're you're one of the very cornerstones of our sport okay and i think there's many out there that would agree with me the mike chapman's etc and mike Doty's. uh we all revere you for what you've accomplished but more than anything we revere you for the person that you are and no i don't think it was ever, never more evident than it was when in waterloo that an event, and it was Doty's idea, I do believe, that they hold a 72 for 72 event where they would invite a bunch of folks that have an interest and an appreciation for you, friendships, et cetera. But for your 72nd birthday and in salute and tribute to your gold medal in 1972, an event that surprised everybody with how, A, successful it was, but Dan, what a fitting tribute to a guy! And the and too many times we wait till person is gone to salute them, but now we get the opportunity to do it. Uh, and and boy, did Waterloo do it up in style! Well, here's what's amazing about that event: it was the last day before before I turned to seventy three, <laughs> and, we, and we pushed it back as long as we could just because of of COVID and that kind of stuff. But but what's amazing is there was a guy there named Leroy Smith, yep. who's head of the National Wrestling Hall of Fame. And he was there, and his quote after that event, and he goes to a lot of events. You know, he goes to a lot of museum events. I mean, each state has a uh, state museum uh, uh, you know, type of banquet every year, and they induct people and so on and so forth. But he call that an historic event. That's right. And that is, is pretty amazing because if you go back in history, 
you know, it wasn't it wasn't perfect between Leroy Smith and Dan Gable. You know, at, at one time, I may have coached him to a world silver medal, but then there was also a court case that helped decide who was going to be on that Olympic team in 84. And he was on the losing end of that court case kind of mm-hmm. against, uh, you know, with Randy Lewis. And then they had to try out, but, but, you know, it's like he could hold personal grudges and he's not, you know, and actually John Smith, you know, held, you know, a, you know, a personal grudge against, and I, I don't blame him. Because you know it's, it's he's on one side, but and it's uh, something that you know we are back together as people working for the sport, and we can appreciate each other and realize that there's flaws in the systems, and it's, everything's not perfect, not on on this planet. And <laughs> if you can work those things out, you actually can work together and do good things. And so that's kind of what was amazing to me was that Leroy Smith was at that Gable 72-72 event, and he left, and when he left, he was awed. Yep. And he had a quote that said, this is an historic event. Mm-hmm. Now that turned my head. Yep. <laughs> a lot of, and it takes a lot to turn my head. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree. And I want to switch gears here a little bit because something's happened in your old room, okay? And that is in my what? In your old room, and I'm talking about the University of Iowa. Um, Coach Brands and the athletic department made a release, and then Spencer followed with a letter of his own. But Spencer Lee, right now, even as we speak, is undergoing surgery on not one but both knees. Yes. Uh, taking the balance of the year off in what everybody thought might be an easy road for the University of Iowa toward a Big Ten and an NCAA crown, but. Uh, Spencer's absence does a couple things, allows for others to step up and step out to earn a spot at 125. But this is a very difficult decision, I would think, as a coach. When do you put your athlete and his long-term health uh, first and short-term? You know, how do you balance that? Being a head coach is a very difficult job, and I can't even Mm -hmm. tell you what's going on with Tom Brands because, quite frankly, I don't think anybody that hasn't been there can really understand it. Can you describe it? It it is almost unbelievable that a young man in a sport like wrestling could win as much as this guy has won. And he has done it for quite some time. Uh, he hurt his knee back in high school, mm-hmm. uh, and he had it repaired, and then it retore, and then he had another retear. And during all this time that he is competing, and he has two torn ACLs in a sport like wrestling, and he's the top guy. Uh, he hadn't actually, and it, it held him out of the world level competitions uh, at the senior level the last couple of years. Uh, he he did compete and win at the junior world level, and probably had one of the knees. But now he's had two knees, and he's been still trying to wrestle. And every day, it's a, it's an issue. 
Every move is an issue. And he has to go through practices, and you have to learn to, your mind has to control your step, your movement. So I give the guy so much credit for how much success he's had. But why didn't he get these repaired? That's, and I think it is because he was so short-sighted that I got this match, I got this, I got that. I got to be able to be ready. I can gut through this. And so you give the guy credit, but in the long run, and I think he's finally realized that he wants to win another national title. He wants to win a world senior title. Mm -hmm. He wants to win an Olympic gold medal title. And it's not going to be that easy. He's got Americans, one of his own teammates, former teammates, kind of, uh, Gilman, that's at you know Pennsylvania now, that just is the defending world champion, that he'll have to you know be a guy like that. And he's finally, I think, thinking about what, how much time do I got? Because mm-hmm. he's been wrestling a long time. So he's like, well, I have to repair. I, I think I finally should repair both knees, get uh, another national title in, get a world title, get an Olympic title. I'm sure that's where his goals are, and he's got that time frame. But it's not that easy. It's because you got the competition he has and people wanting to make the team, even though he may have had an edge on him at one time, but because every day he maybe not can get the workout in, he can get in, and somebody else can get a little bit better workout in. This guy, Spencer Lee, must be so mentally tough, but it comes to the point in time at the highest level of competition and at the highest goals in somebody's life that you realize, Maybe I gotta have my legs under me. Maybe I gotta that, have my legs. Do you think that comes from him being, you know, so focused on competition? Or do you think that maybe this is something within the culture of wrestling that has to change where men just push and push, women now too, just push and push and push until their body is like, Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. I can't do this. Okay. And then they just end up hurting themselves. I think there's a combination of both mm-hmm. there. I, I can't tell you an exact answer to that, but I think our sport probably demands that type of thinking more than most. And uh, just because of the amount of wear and tear and, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, there's, I think it's in football and, and football stepped up quite a bit and there's a lot of new rules and there's uh, concussion type of uh, flags and, Protocol. you know, and so, you know, and so there, there, there are things that are changing that are helping make people make better decisions or the right decision. Uh, you know, when I went to the Olympic Games, I, I, I wasn't going to be able to go if I had a, a, a surgery to repair a knee that they wanted to repair. And so I really didn't have a choice, but that was for one event. And I, you know, I, I got hurt, but I never really got hurt to where I had to be out for that long a period, like nine months or a year, you know, mine was only always maybe two months, three months, or, you know, for me, it was like, I probably, you know, uh, I chose the route not to get repaired, but within a year I did go get repaired one knee. And then the following year I got repaired and that was, I was done (laughs) wrestling per se. And I was just for my coaching, 
even though I still wrestled in practices <laughs> and things like that. But, but no, I think that you know, it's that mentality of a, a one-on-one tough sport that sometimes you think you can do just about anything. But when you're going against somebody that has legs underneath them and they're pretty darn tough, and this is a world sport, and we got some tough competition out there with Russia, you know, with Japan and the, and the females, with uh, Iran, right. you know, some of the countries that are just tough type, you know, countries, and uh, uh, you know, you you, you got to be at your best, and you got, and I think it's, I think he's probably doing the right thing, but I, it's maybe, maybe it could have been done earlier. Who knows? But, but coach, I, I got, I got to interject here. Um, back when you were beginning as the head coach at, at Iowa with at, uh, Colonel Myers stepping aside, you taking over. Um, there wasn't the large contingent of, uh, people making decisions. For example, now you've got surgeons, trainers, rehab specialists, coaches, athletes, and the parents, everybody's got to have some say everybody's at the table in, in determining what is best for Spencer. And then of course, you know, when he finds out he's going to have to be in a wheelchair, after surgery today, he's going to have to be in a wheelchair for a while. Uh, but in order to heal correctly, and the news says out now that uh, the young Brands boy is, is uh, uh, going to have to have Tommy John surgery to his elbow. Okay, this all these things are kind of flying in the face of the University of Iowa having you know, being able to walk through, if you will. I don't think there's anybody can truly walk through a Big Ten season, but you see things like uh, you know these things happen. But it really does, you know, I think give a challenge to all the other athletes that are in that room. Maybe they can be in that spot at 25, or maybe they can take over, uh, you know, dominance in a particular weight class. And I think there's a, a better team effort. I love the fact that he's having the surgery done at University of Iowa Hospitals. My opinion there is un, un, they saved my life, and look at what they're going to do for Spencer today. So I think it's an interesting observation coming from you. I do want to talk to you about uh, what's going on uh, with events that, you know, you're largely regarded as being the preeminent uh, partner of. I'm talking about, like, the Midlands. The Midlands was canceled yet again. And I talked with Tim yesterday. He'll be on the show tomorrow, Tim Szeski. But uh, it is, it's difficult for coaches, I got to believe, in states that are so reactive to politics Athletically speaking, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking there's a lot of frustration out there. Are you talking with uh, coaches out there that are uh, perhaps raising this type of conversation with you? Well, I think you just see what's going on, uh, and it has a lot to do with uh, certain type of atmospheres, you know, the, the, you know, the educational aspect of universities, of, uh, of certain things, you know, there's there's just ways of uh, people think differently and uh, people that are in charge, uh, wh- however they think are going to make the decisions that how, if, if they have that leadership role. Right. Uh, so, you know, because of that, we are divided quite a bit and in, in, in our thinking. And uh, with that in mind, it's, it's just whoever has the power and the control is going to kind of rule in that area, whether mm-hmm. it's right or wrong. And nobody really knows for sure whether it's right or wrong. And uh, 
you know, I think someday we will. But as of right now, there's probably not enough uh, out there to, to say, yeah, for sure, that's the way to go. Or, and so when, when the people make that, those type of decisions. So, so, yeah, they made a decision to cancel the Midlands. Again. But, but they didn't really cancel them, I don't think. I think they still had them. Well, they had a, 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 some semblance of it. A lot of teams that had committed to go to the Midlands did not end up going. But didn't they go at the same site? At the same site, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's... I mean, that's kind of like, well, that means somebody <laughs> else, somebody else was in charge of the leadership right. to be able to have that. But you know, so it's really uh, that's just the nature of the game. Uh, but but it's also the nature of the game that you can change schools now. It's the nature of the game that you can get paid for playing yep. it's the you know it's the nature of the game that a lot of things are changing now we're in that period and there will be a period shortly i hope that we end up having some real solutions mm-hmm. that are for sure the, the best ones we can do we know for sure uh, that these solutions are the best i think some people think they are but then all of a sudden, if they don't come out to be the best, will we? And if we do have the the answer, will we change to to that better answer? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm thinking we will, but you know that's where that's down the road yet, and uh, it's it's kind of it's kind of wild right now. So I agree, Dan. It. Always good to talk to you, my brother. Thank you so much. Uh, best to Kathy and and Mackenzie and Jenny and. Molly and Annie and all the grandkids as well. Uh, just an outstanding story continues. Dan Gable at 73. Thank you, Dan. We love you, brother. Thank you. Hey, thank you for having me on. There we go. DanGable.com online. Hey, you've been listening to USA Takedown brought to you by our new sponsors, Battleskin, Battleskin.com. Also by Barbarian Apparel. I want to thank each and every one of them. Wild Rose Casino and Resorts. Nobody backs the sport better than they. By Mullet's Restaurant on Des Moines Southside. By Paul Szynski, Jimmy Sinclair, putting their money where their mouth is in terms of funding and providing funds for developing programs and programs giving them the ability to launch themselves into the stratosphere. And by Mark Cody and his Presbyterian College Blue Holes Wrestling Program. Our producer today, Kira Jones. You've been listening to the Legends of Wrestling on Battleskins USA Takedown with Scott Casper and Kira Jones. Only at usatakedown.com, 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN.